0: I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. I acknowledge the Wangal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the country that I am recording from today. I recognize their continuing connection to the land and waters. I pay my respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nation people listening today. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 99 of the Powerful Content Podcast, so close to 100 episodes. And today I have with me the gorgeous Emma McQueen talking all things sales. Now, Emma is a Melbourne-based executive leadership and business coach who has worked in the realm of human resources for over 20 years, working with some of Australia's leading organizations to develop their team and their talent. Emma passionately believes that the success of any business rests entirely on the success of their people. Emma's coaching has a core focus, supporting her clients to unlock their potential and achieve results. As a Hogan-accredited coach, Her approach has a foundation of working with people's strengths to take the meaningful actions required to reach their goals. She believes that effective coaching has an indisputable impact on a person's performance and on their well-being overall, which I love. Her clients leave her sessions motivated and challenged to take action and get results, often exceeding their own expectations. Although Emma is rarely surprised by their achievements. She has an unwavering belief in the extraordinariness of the seemingly ordinary. Emma loves working with people who are driven and passionate about their work, but feel stuck in a place of overwhelm. Through her powerful, challenging, yet kind coaching, Emma takes them from chaos to clarity, from uncertainty to empowerment. Welcome to the podcast, Emma.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Wow, that's a long bow. I need to chop that down. (laughs) But it's beautiful, it's
0: absolutely beautiful, and it really explains exactly what your background is and why you're here. And I I just absolutely love that. Also, I'm looking forward to this conversation today, Emma, because I think it's something that many entrepreneurs absolutely struggle with. And that's the balance between knowing that sales need to happen, because if we don't make it, we don't have business basically, and the how we can do it in a way that really feels good for us. But Before we dive into that topic, I would love to know a little bit more about you, Emma. You've worked in HR for 20 years, but why HR
1: and why now your own business? Oh, both great questions. Well, the first question is I went into HR to help people. I'm all about turning up in service and I started my career as a recruiter thinking that was helping people, not really realizing that It was about making money for the agency owner. Anyway, it took me a while. But anyway, we got there. And then I went and worked for Australia's largest not-for-profit, World Vision Australia, for 12 years. And I worked through their HR department and ended up coaching their executives. And I loved that job. I've loved all my jobs, but I loved that job. And then I always had this like feeling in me that I wanted to do my own thing. I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I'm the kid that collected bottles. I'm the kid that sold icicles on the driveway. I'm that kid. And I was like, I want to really try something else. And I love coaching. I especially love coaching one-on-one. I'm accredited through the Institute of Executive Coaches and Leadership, and I've been doing it for a long time. And I thought, well, let's see what we can do to make a business out of it.
0: I love that. And I think that so many other women have followed a similar path as well, haven't they, Emma? Like they go with their passions. They find that thing that they really love. And then, you know, usually life experiences end up that they create their own businesses and follow their passion for flexibility mostly. Yes, Yes,
1: and that that is one of the factors. I had small children at the time and I was sick of having to say, I've got to go pick my kid up and trying to explain normally to a male boss. La, 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 la. I just wanted that flexibility and to be my own boss. And now I feel like I'm unemployable and we're almost seven years in, so maybe I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. So today's topic, we're talking all about sales and how we can make it a more powerful piece of our business as well. So let's start from the top, Emma. Why
1: do we even need to
0: sell? Why can't we just create a website and that's it? Like I think that I thought that when I first started my business as a virtual assistant about seven years ago, I felt like, oh, I'll just create a website and everyone will come flooding in to me and I'll have all of these uh, clients. Obviously, that didn't work that way. So why do we need to to sell and what is it all
1: about? Well, ultimately, you go into business to make revenue because that's how we define success as a business, right? That you make enough money. And I would love it too, Mel. I would love it if people would just call me and say, let's work together. That would be amazing. And sometimes they do. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes they do. But majority of the time, you're the CEO of your business. And so I feel like there's two roles that you have as CEO of your business. The first role is to build relationships and sell whatever it is that you need to sell. And the second one is to deliver the work really well and make sure that you're on on track with your delivery. There is a stat floating around, which is 92% of women-owned businesses here in Australia make revenue of less than $100,000 a year. That stat's really scary. That stat is really scary. And what we also know is that if we reach revenue of 200 and 300 and 400, it means we're a bit safer in our businesses. And so we can't rest on our laurels and hope that sales comes through the door. We actually need to be proactive about sales, about picking up the phone, about selling whatever it is, and making sure that our business is sustainable. And at the end of the day, I want women to have money in their pockets because money in the hands of women means more money in the hands of the community, basically. Oh,
0: there's an amen amen moment there. So many things that I'm going to pick up on in that. The fact that the 92% of female-owned businesses earn less than 100k. now that is a phenomenal stat and one that I 100% wholeheartedly do believe in that it's true. You said that part of being a CEO and that selling process is to build relationships. Now, I'm all about building the relationships as well. It's, it's just the way that humans are made for that connection with each other. And it certainly does or would make that selling process a lot easier. Why do you think it is that women in particular struggle with the concept of selling?
1: Why do we think it's scary? Well, we don't want to be seen as ambulance chasers. I think sales has a bad rap. And I think we think it's a bit ick to be sold to. And so the experience that we have really determines the experience that we give or don't give, right? So there's, there's that. I also think that sometimes it's hard to find a way to sell authentically. And so we don't quite know how to do it. So we fumble our way through it. We don't use scripts. We don't do this. We try a few things. We kind of throw things at the wall and we hope it sticks in terms of sales And I've got a hack around it that I'll share with you. But I think sometimes we also have a mindset and a narrative that we can't sell. So I used to be a recruiter. My manager at the time told me, you can't sell. I'm like, oh, okay, that's super interesting. I was a very good recruiter and I made their money every single month, but somehow couldn't sell. So when I went into my own business, just a quick story, I went into my own business. I'm like, I've got this narrative I can't sell. I left World Vision on the 30th of November. And my husband said, you're just going to take the rest of the year off. I'm like, I'm the main breadwinner. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I pounded the pavement. So I went and had three coffees a day for the next three weeks. Now, everyone said to me, it's bad time of year. No, one want to meet with you. La, 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 la. And I'm like, okay, no worries. So I did it anyway, because if someone tells me I can't, then <laughs> absolutely I can. And so I met with people and it was just to untie myself from the brand World Vision and say, I'm not this anymore. I'm Emma McQueen LTD." Anyway, what happened was I practiced a lot and I wasn't doing sales pitches. I was literally just meeting people and saying, here's what I've done. Here's what I'm doing now. If you know anyone, let me know. In our first quarter, we sold $240,000 worth of coaching. That's a lot of money in our first quarter. I don't suggest that anyone does that, by the way, because that really hurt to deliver. It took me like a year to deliver that thing. But what it did do for me is go, okay, the narrative that I can't sell is dead. So I've got rid of that narrative and actually, here's how you do it. I love that, Emma. I
0: love the fact that you did three coffees three times a week. No, every day. Oh, every day. Three coffees. Three
1: coffees
0: a day for three weeks. Oh my goodness me. Okay, that just even blows my mind even further. But isn't it interesting that when we are committed to something and we really want something so, so bad, it's connected to our vision, it's connected to our purpose we really love doing
1: it, then we will do anything to make it happen. Absolutely. And they were all people that I knew from LinkedIn. They were not people that were cold off the street that I had wrangled. Mm-hmm. They were just people that were in, circling in my world. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be cold calling, does it?
1: I never advocate for cold calling. That makes me feel ick.
0: <laughs> Everyone, Emma just did almost like a fake format then. That was very, very funny. What, so... But let's go back to those two points of why it's so scary. It's it to be, that we think that it's ick it to be sold to because that's our experience of it. Yes. And then it's hard to sell authentically. Yes. Now, my thoughts around that, that is exactly the same when it comes to email marketing. People don't like to write emails because True. they feel like they get bombarded with lots of sales, with lots of, you know, just random content all the time and that their subscribers don't want it because they get bombarded with it. So there's kind of like, I don't do it because this is my experience of it. Perfect. Yep. Okay. So how can we change that? How can we change that narrative of forgetting about our experience of it and flipping it so that we can sell in a way that feels good for us?
1: Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I had this conversation this morning. I ran a masterclass and someone said, I don't, want to do, I don't want to do a newsletter because I hate getting newsletters myself. And I'm like, oh, super interesting. For five years, I did a weekly newsletter. That's how you, you've, you need to build your list. If you, have a, if you run a business, it's so important to build a list and add value. I think the reframe for our mindset for both email marketing and for sales is a reframe from sales to service. I think when we can be in service to someone else and offer them whatever it is that we have, then it takes the ick out of it. I also think setting up the conversation well, so it's a clean conversation, makes all the difference too. And what I mean by clean conversation, you know, when someone reaches out on LinkedIn and they go, Hey Mel, uh, it's Emma, do you want to have a, let's have a virtual catch up, virtual coffee, and just let's see how how we're doing together, I'd love to hear what's happening for you. You get on the call and then they start selling and it's like, oh, oh, that's eek, right? No one wants that. So instead, it's almost like, hey, Mel, I've got this offer, thought of you, thought it might be interesting, you want to jump on a call. And then you set yourself and that other person up for absolute success.
0: And it's genuine and authentic then, isn't it, as well? And honest, honest, absolutely. Because like you said, no one just wants to be sold to when they are expecting something else. Now, I I have an inkling that when we think about it from a service perspective rather than a sales perspective, that everything changes for us. And our perspective not only changes our mindset, but it changes our behaviors as well. I'd love to know from you, do you have any words of advice for people who are struggling with that reframe at the moment? What can they do in order to make it feel easier or feel less? Do
1: you know what? I don't know about you, but I have been on the other end of lots of sales calls as well. And one of the things that I see entrepreneurs make as a mistake time and time again is they talk about themselves the entire time. So here's the thing. We at MMO Queen, we have clarity calls. They're 30 minutes. And for the first 30 minutes, I'm like, tell me about you. Tell me about your business. And I ask them a bunch of questions. And when we get nearer to the end of the 30 minutes, they might say, oh, so can you tell me about what your services are or, you know, what you have to offer? And I'll talk about it. But that whole call is me listening. And that's what people forget to do. Like you just have to listen on a call. And see if they're a good fit because they, it will work out within 30 minutes. If you can't tell if they're a good fit or not, then you need to change your questions. I think the other thing to do when you shift from a sales to a service mindset is review your whole sales process because it's not as simple as just do this script, do this bit, here's the process bit, la, 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 la. Actually, it's about how can I be of service in this moment to this person and give them as much value as I possibly can so that when they get off the call, they're like, That was amazing whether or not we worked together or not. And so I think it takes some of the desperation out of it. You know, when you've got a pipeline of one and how that feels so desperate, but if you have a pipeline of a hundred, you can show up and serve and it doesn't matter whether or not they sign up because you've got 99 others. It's kind of like, (laughs) kind of like dating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that perspective, Emma. I love that. That's really cool. You just mentioned a sales script and a sales process. What are these?
1: Yeah, beautiful. Well, some people use scripts. I don't use a script, but some of my clients need a script to start with because their confidence is a bit low and they need to kind of know what they're doing. And after a little while, they kind of get the hang of it. For me, the script is simply questions, especially if you're doing clarity calls or some, some way for them to get to know you. And the sales process, I think you need to be clear about what the next step is. So for us, it's pretty clear if I have a conversation with them on LinkedIn we have a call if we have a call we send a proposal or we invite them to something that we've got on masterclasses webinars they're great things to have so that you can invite people along and then we have the next step after that so it's always what's the next step of the process that we can push them through because people don't know so you need to kind of say well here's how you work with us one two three Or here's how you work with us, one, two, three, but I think one would work or two would work or three would work. And you have to really lead people so that they're very clear because if they're confused, they will not buy. Yeah, a
0: confused mind never takes action, does it?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'd love to know in your sales process, knowing what the next step is in that sales process, is there any parts of it that you automate? So you mentioned a discussion, a proposal and... What's the, you know, an invite? All of those things sound like a lot of work. Do you put
1: any automation into that at all? Yes, I do. I'm not really in control of my calendar. Let's start there. I have an amazing business manager. Her name is Serena Francis. She's also my big sister from Western Australia. She's the bossy organized one. I am not. And I'm not really allowed to touch my calendar. So basically (laughs) what happens is we have a calendar link that they can book into and if they have a problem trying to get into our calendar, because it can get a bit full, they just message Serena and Shre- Serena organises it. So there's that. And then once they jump and she organises the Zoom link, the Calendly link is there. Calendly is brilliant for that. I don't love Calendly as much. I'm, we're very high touch. So I don't love all automation, but for a lot of businesses, you can automate and it's totally fine. After the actual call, we have, I loosely call it a proposal, mail. It's basically an email that's drafted in my templates and i Jig it around for the person that I've spoken to. And I go, here's the inclusions of whatever we've talked about. Here's a paragraph about what I've heard, what I've learned, what I think I can help you with. So I personalize it and we schedule it. I schedule it for the same day because I don't want people to sit waiting for a proposal from us and never get one. That just sucks. And the fortune is always in the follow up, always in the follow up. So I think I read a stat somewhere that said 48% of salespeople don't follow up. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what a waste of calls. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes people
0: feel a little bit, once again, icky, that that they've had this conversation and they feel like that, oh, the person will make that decision to to, to come to me and we'll work together. But you just said that follow-up is important.
1: But also the final line of my email says something along the lines of, and here's a, here's a tip for anyone who wants to grab it, the final line of my email is, if I haven't heard anything from you within a week, I'm going to follow up. So they know that I'm then going to follow up and that's just part of my process. And they go, oh, I better get in before she does.
0: <laughs> yes, set the scene. Once again, we've talked about that already, haven't we? To, to set the expectations up front of what's going to happen next. And then it doesn't feel so icky for you and it doesn't feel like a surprise for the other person as well. Totally, totally. No surprises. Fabulous. Love it. From the dis- this discussion today, I've really got the feeling that sales is not just about selling. It's about all of these other factors of which there's so many. And it revolves a lot around mindset. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I yes. feel like it, there's a lot of mindset issues there. Now, if people are feeling like they can't overcome those stories or those beliefs that they're telling themselves around sales and why they can't do it or why they shouldn't be doing it, how can they get over that? What's, what's one little tip that you could give them?
1: I think reflection is amazing. I meditate every morning and that just grounds me. And I also think sometimes you're not alone. Basically, there are so many people who don't want to pick up the phone. So, I would be finding a little buddy to hang out with or just to keep you accountable so we can go, okay, we both are nervous about this situation. Let's be accountability buddies and let's just phone each other or let's cheerlead each other, whatever it is. I have found that accountability buddies are amazing. And I'm an accountability buddy for a few of my clients. I'm like, hey, have you made that call yet? Yeah how's that call going? (laughs) Uh, So I reckon if you're really struggling with it, yes, you can do some mindset work around reflection, working out what your blocks are, listening to some cool podcasts, um, reading some books. But the reality is you just kind of got to take non-perfect action and have someone that will hold you to account and go, how did your calls go? How did that one call go? How did that second call go? Mm -hmm. The other tip I got from my friend Callum he calls someone, before he does his sales call, He's calls someone that he loves, that loves hearing from him to get him all jazzed up for the day. So he'll like, hey. and she'll be like, you're just about to do your sales calls, aren't you? He'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and so you get that and then you're like, okay, cool. I can do this. Yeah. But anyway, get, there are a few tips. Yeah.
0: The vibe and the energy can make a huge difference, can't it?
1: Yes. I've got yeah. another client who wears tight knickers when she's making sales calls. I don't know if she loves it. <laughs> She just wears tight knickers and heels. And she's like, and then I feel prepped for the day. And then I just make my calls. I'm like, okay, whatever works.
0: <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing, too, isn't it? Whatever works for you. If you find that tool, whatever it is, calling someone wearing the tight knickers, whatever it is, then go with it. I, I 100% agree with that. So we've spoken about why we need sales in our business, how we can reframe those stories if we're feeling a little bit icky about it. I'd, and understanding that sales, Is not just sales in itself. There is a whole range of things that interweave with sales in order for us to have a successful business, whatever that looks like for us. So I know that you have a quiz that uh, can help women in business to understand exactly where they are in terms of their growth and their mindset and sales. Do you want to just talk to that for a a moment?
1: Yes. I wanted a way for women to self-diagnose what was happening in their business. This 92% percentage, this just rates on me, right? And I'm like, okay, how do we how do we help women who are unhappy with that to raise their vibe a bit more? Anyway, so I wrote a diagnostic, which has a few different segments, and one of them is sales, where you can say, you know, how confident do I feel about it? How good am I? How much, how good am I at follow up? A few different kind of questions. And it's really, it gives a percentage score of each of the categories and it gives an overall percentage. And what we find, we've had about 500 women go through the diagnostic now. And from that, I would have to say about about 410 have told us that sales is an issue. So this is an issue, right? We are not alone. This is an issue. And so what we want to do is actually, how do we help you unlock that? How do we help you get unstuck from that? And what does that actually look like? And to, to deal with this, I created a cool program called Revenue Razor, which is like a six-month program that takes people through some mindset stuff, helps them reframe their mindset, accountability buddies, but really, okay, how do we, what if the, what's the rhythm of sales? How do we have more sales, get more sales? How do we not leave money on the table? How do we do follow-up, all the things? And that has been amazing for people. That's a six-month program and we're starting again in February. And they, the number one thing that they get stuck on is absolutely sales. And so it's how do we unblock that and how do we get more comfortable. And unfortunately the comfort comes from practice, (laughs) which no one really likes to do. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: that's the same with all things in life and business as well though, isn't it? The more that we practice, the more that we do it, the easier it becomes and the more likely that we're going to do it more. So it becomes this beautiful circle or cycle of, you know, momentum. I just absolutely love it. Now you used a term then that I absolutely love as well called rhythm of sales. Now, that is just a fantastic way of looking at it because it just incorporates, like you said, not only the mindset, but all the behaviors that we need in order to make those sales in our business and create
1: a successful business. Totally. Totally. And sales isn't just one conversation, as you know. It Mm. could be many conversations. And also, you're on display before that call. So if you're showing up on socials, if people are watching your content, if they're watching what you do they're already making decisions before they get on a call with you. And that's a
0: great way of looking at it as well. Now I'll make sure that I popped the link to revenue raises in the show notes as well, because if anyone is struggling with sales or they feel like they need some help with it, I really do recommend that you sign up to Emma's program because you know that you're going to get so much value from it because we've got so much value from this beautiful podcast episode today. Now, Emma, before we finish up today, I'm all about women owning and using their superpowers. So what would you say is your superpower?
1: Yeah, I don't think this will surprise you. I probably have two. They go hand in hand. The first one is I, from a strengths perspective, I'm an achiever, which means that I have a lot of stamina to get a lot of work done in a short amount of time. And then my other one is discipline. I'm like a robot. Serena loves it. She can just point me in any direction. She's like, Go. And I used to do this when I had staff. I had a staff of 40. They'd be like, Emma, you need to do A, B and C. I'm like, just point me and I'll go. And if it's not in the diary, it doesn't get done. You know, that kind of attitude, but discipline and consistency and achievement are my things. I love it so much. And
0: I can definitely see that in you and uh, how you turn up and show up for your audience as well.
1: Now, do you have any final parting words of wisdom for my listeners? Do you know what? I would just love to give your listeners a little framework for how to sell because I think this might be super, it's super easy. It's three sentences. It's basically an introduction to yourself. So maybe you're on a call already so that you don't need to do the introduction, but it's basically, hi, my name is Emma McQueen. This is the service or the offering that I currently have. I feel like this would suit your needs because I've just heard you say A, B, and C. Here's how much it costs. Would you like to play?
0: Perfect. Super simple, but super effective.
1: Yeah, clear, concise. Do you know the other thing about sales? We hate sales so much that we wrap so many fluff and words around it that no one knows what it is the actual thing is. So you're really clear with it. Three sentences, you're good.
0: Yeah, and clarity is key as well,
1: isn't it? Of course, of course, always.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Emma, and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've had fun. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at meldbusiness. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, Mel. stop talking, I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the Content Effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the Content Effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.